Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet Oncology. I'm Gavin Cleaver, and today we'll be discussing the impact of prior radiation therapy on the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer. And I'm delighted to be joined today by the author of a new paper on the subject, Dr. Percy Lee. Dr. Lee, please reintroduce yourself. Thank you, Gavin. Um, my name is Percy Lee. I'm a radiation oncologist uh, practicing at UCLA Medical Center. I am uh, the Vice Chair of Education and also the Lead Physician for Thoracic Radiation Oncology. So, Dr. Lee, as a little background to your study, uh, why is the investigation of radiotherapy with immunotherapy so interesting right now? Well, as you may know, immunotherapy has changed the landscape of uh, lung cancer therapy with improvement of overall survival in many different settings, and these type of discoveries are happening at a rapid pace. In addition, um, immunotherapy has been thought to perhaps synergize with radiotherapy, and there are previous preclinical studies that show that radiation therapy in combination with some of these immunocheckpoint inhibitors may improve overall efficacy of the immunotherapy themselves. However, there's very little clinical data to support this a preclinical uh, finding. Therefore, we uh, sought to see if there are any uh, evidence that radiotherapy in combination with immunotherapy may show that the immunotherapy may be more effective once the patient starts uh, a drug like uh, permaluzumab, which is an anti-PD-1 antibody. So, Dr. on to the main findings of your study, what for you really stood out? What was the most striking part of your study? So when we looked at this study where we compared uh, of the keynote uh, 001 clinical trial where patients were uh, enrolled when they've had progressive uh, advanced non-small cell lung cancer to get pembrolizumab, we were trying to see if uh, it made a difference or not, uh, the patients that had prior radiotherapy or not prior to enrollment, thinking that perhaps there could be an improvement in, at the, very, at the least, progression-free survival, maybe not overall survival. I think what was striking was that, um, in fact, there was a difference in those that had prior radiotherapy in terms of progression-free survival, but in addition, uh, patients that had prior radiation had uh, enjoyed overall survival benefit from the time point of immunotherapy initiation with pembrolizumab. And that was interesting because um, besides the fact that radiotherapy can control bulky sites of disease, the fact that there was additional benefits in terms of overall survival suggests that there may be synergy at the molecular level in terms of tumor immunity enhancement when patients had prior radiation therapy. I should also add that it was notable that those patients that had prior radiotherapy, even though they were delivered on a median time of nine months prior to the immunotherapy, also had more thoracic-related toxicity, 13% versus 1% that were treatment-related, that is related to the drug itself suggesting that the effects of radiotherapy persist even after a median time of nine months. Also going to the, the mechanism that this that the patient has molecularly perhaps is different once they've had prior radiation therapy. I should also just acknowledge Dr. Neris Reverdian, who is the first author and a resident physician in our department, who um, was very creative in looking at this data set as well. So, I mean, given how striking those results are, uh, what would you say some of the main limitations are on your study? Yeah, um, you know, ideally, to really prove that radiotherapy is similar with immunotherapy, this should be should this should be best done in a prospective control setting. That said, there are multiple studies. I think I counted over 200 that are ongoing studying this effect of com- combining radiotherapy with immunotherapy. However, these results were unlikely to be released for another two to three years. 
this study has limitation in the sense that it's uh, a retrospective, a secondary analysis of a prospective study. So as much as we try to control the uh, confounding variables as far as tumor stage, patient characteristics, and whatnot, there could be potential confounders that could explain these findings relative to the actual mechanism being the, in play of the combination being more effective. Again, also, this the limitations that even though we saw a, a clinical benefit, we still don't know what is the actual mechanism of this effect, whether it's at the, at the T-cell level, tumor level, or change in the genetics of the patient after radiotherapy. We, we really don't have an understanding of why radiotherapy enhances the effects of pembrolizumab after the drug initiation. No, it's a, it's a fascinating mystery. So looking to the future, what steps would you say clinicians and researchers could take to advance the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer, and how can they really harness the potential of immunotherapy? Yeah, that is a very good question. Um, as you know, these, as I mentioned, these anti-PD-1 checkpoint inhibitors have really changed the landscape of care for advanced lung cancer. However, it is also noted that only about 20 to 30 percent of patients will respond to immunotherapy alone, and um, that may be uh, predicated by their own, uh, for example, PD-1 expression status. So given the low percentage, relatively low percentages of patients that will respond, there's active research trying to see if a combination of other therapy like chemotherapy, other drug therapy, other immunotherapy targets, and radiotherapy could m enhance the likelihood a patient will respond to immunotherapy. So this is an example of a possible way that patients could benefit more uh, from immunotherapy if they have prior radiotherapy. And as I mentioned, I think there are multiple preclinical studies that need to be conducted in order to determine the mechanism underlying the radiotherapy-immunotherapy synergy observed. As I said, we do not really know how radiation was delivered to all these patients because they receive uh, radiotherapy prior to enrolling to the primalizumab clinical trial at UCLA. So a better understanding of the dose, the fractionation schedule, the timing of the radiotherapy needs to be investigated in a more rigorous manner. In addition, I think we could hope to expand these results to not just advanced lung cancer, but in uh, earlier stage lung cancer. As an example, patients that are medically frail that can't have surgery for stage one non-small cell lung cancer often get a type of radiotherapy called stereotactic body radiotherapy or stereotactic ablative radiotherapy as a quote-unquote curative option. However, we also know that they, they often derive tumor local control with this therapy, but uh, those that live for three to four years have a high risk of developing uh, recurrences elsewhere in the body in the, in the mediastinal nodes or distantly. So we are actually conducting a, a trial combining uh, SBRT with, with uh, neoadjuvant and adjuvant immunotherapy with anti-PD-L1 antibodies, rivalumab, um, to see if we can enhance the, the cure rate of early-stage lung cancer that are treated non-operatively. So this will be a prospective randomized phase one and two studies that will be open very shortly at UCLA and, and possibly other sites. Well, Dr. Lee, we wish you the best of luck with that trial. Sounds absolutely fascinating. So much potential for future research there. Thank you so much for joining us today. I, I, uh, thank you so much. I, I um, appreciate your, your questions.